It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Adam Ritz coming to you from Iowa State University. We are broadcasting with a live studio audience. This is the Iowa State Cyclone football team. Nicely done. Fantastic. A lot of electricity here in Ames, Iowa. Uh, love your new football facility. It's one of the tops in the country. You should be proud of it. We are here on campus today to award the Caught in the Act Award. We uh, at the Adam Rich Show are proud to work with the Caught in the Act Awards to present this to a student athlete on college campuses across America to highlight your community service and your high character. We know about your athleticism. We see you on the field on Saturdays. We want to highlight your character as well. So we've talked to your coaching staff. We had some names nominated. Uh, they voted. It's a unanimous decision. Our winner today is Kirby Vanderkamp. Come on down, Kirby. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? Okay, I hear you're the punter. Yes, sir. And uh, what year? I'm a senior. Senior, and you've also been voted as, uh, as a team captain? Yep. How'd the votes come down? I mean, what's that process? Uh, we just come in here, and as a team, we, you know, we put uh, names down on a piece of paper who you believe captain should be, and uh, out of the six, I'm one of them. Did you vote for yourself? No, I did not. Are you allowed to vote for yourself? Uh, I guess you can, yeah. So that's pretty high character right there that he didn't even vote for himself. Okay, so we, I've heard a little bit about your community service and uh, a team leader. Uh, what are some of your favorite service projects you've done over the course of your four years here at Iowa State? Um, anything to do with kids, uh, like shop with the cop or uh, anything to get back to the community around us and names because, you know, kids, uh, their, their gratitude is limitless and uh, just see the smile on their faces is worth it. What is shop with a cop? Shop with a cop is uh, where you have kids that aren't as privileged as others and you have a cop with you and they have a limit and they go shopping for Christmas for the family. That is fantastic. And uh, you, not only you, but um, the entire team uh, gets involved with these community service projects. So we want to have a, a round of applause for not only Kirby Vandercap for winning this uh, Caught in the Act award, but for all of the student athletes here at the, at the university, at Iowa State University here in Ames, uh, Iowa. Give yourselves a round of applause. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Thanks again for hanging out with us on the Adam Ritz Show. We are in Pittsburgh now uh, on the campus of Robert Morris University with Bobby Joe Bellis. Hi, Bobby Joe. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Adam? I am doing wonderful. We're actually conducting this interview in Joe Walton Stadium, the football stadium for the Robert Morris uh, football colonels. Colonials. Colonials. I'm sorry. We're talking about uh, football from a from a female perspective, and from uh, your chair, you're the what is your title with the football team? It's football coordinator. Um, at some other schools, it would be director of operations, but it's same, different title, same role. So you work with the student athletes, the football players, uh, both on the field and off the field. I'm going to assume you set up some community service projects and uh, help the guys with some off the field, I guess, character enhancers. Well, I have a. My job, I guess, is all-encompassing outside of planning training camp and spring ball and all of our travel, running the budget, and as um, Coach Walton's celebrity golf fundraiser golf outing. 
I guess you could say other duties as assigned would include um, scheduling some community service. Um, if players should have issues off the field, we I sort of help facilitate to make sure they're doing what they need to do to correct those issues and get in good standing. Um, pretty much anything you can think of. If a guy is just looking for community service on his own, I can help him coordinate that. Um, here at Robert Morris, all students have a student engagement transcript that they have to complete before graduation, and a lot of that is a big piece of community service. And outside of what we do as a team for community service, I do help the players with some other things from time to time. So let's talk uh, individual community service versus team community service. Um, now, we can assume, uh, I'm, in fact, I talked to some of your guys earlier today about them working with uh, charities and foundations and community service individually, helping kids learn how to read, building parks. Uh, what about from a team perspective? You get all 100 guys to show up and do what? Well, it's hard to do community service as a team during the season. So in the off season, about once a month, I try to plan something. It's, of course, it's hard to get all 95 or 110 guys out there, but we we try to do something once a month in the off season, uh, whether it's Special Olympics or um, going to Children's Hospital to visit, visit patients. Last year during spring ball, we hosted, we partnered with some folks on campus to host a blood book and toy drive. Cool. Uh, one of our players um, had leukemia his senior year of high school, and he came to me with a great idea to spread awareness about leukemia and getting blood screenings and things like that. So what we did was we partnered with Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, which is one of the premier hospitals in the country for children. Um, we raised we raised awareness for leukemia. We partnered with the university to host a blood drive. Uh, typically, this blood drive in the spring doesn't get a lot of people. They would maybe get maybe 20 or 30 people, and we had close to 100 people that came out that day to donate blood. We collected books and toys, and we did that the whole month of April. We did a big toy drive the day of our spring game. And over the summer, I think we went in July, a couple weeks before training camp started, and two of our players and three of our coaches and myself went to Children's Hospital to, we delivered all the toys, and then we, we were fortunate enough that they took us into some of the patients' rooms, and we got to visit with some of the kids and give them a toy and kind of visit with them, brighten up their day, and of course we were promoting Bobby Moe football and we gave them little schedule magnets and stickers and things with our logo on them and I think the kids were happy to see us and have somebody different come in the room that wasn't a nurse or a doctor or sure. somebody pricking them with a needle or something like that so we were able to bring some joy uh, to their day. That's great it's uh, it's awareness and community service it's inspiring for all of us uh, me including the listeners to know that you can get out there you can get involved with your community and just help out. Uh, Bobby Joe Bellis is our guest at Robert Morris University. She's with the football squad. Um, let's talk about your role with this team as a, as a woman. Gender issues are a big topic of discussion in social awareness uh, across the country. Uh, I would think that a student athlete, a male student athlete, it's to their advantage to have a female around the complex so that they are, it's always top of mind to be respectful of women. Um, what is your role or what's your take on this topic, I guess? I, it's a very interesting situation. Um, I've been around athletics my whole life, having played sports all through high school. Um, when I was a student here at Robert Morris, I worked for the football team. So I guess you could say I was kind of used to that athletic environment. Um, I've been fortunate enough where I haven't had any unpleasant interactions or experiences in my 
lifetime or in my career, but it is important. I think I bring a different perspective to the to the athletes. I'm not a coach. I'm not on out there on the field with them. Um, my interactions with them are, are very different than what they go through on a daily basis with their coach or even the athletic trainers or their professors. I think I'm still young enough that I can relate to them with what's going on. I try to keep up with social media and I, I try to stay up to date with what's going on in their lives. I mean, every time I see a guy, I'm always asking about their parents and about school or girlfriends or just what's going on with them in general. Um, of course, I care about their football career and things like that, but I care about them as a person and is there anything I can do to help you? I have guys that come to me and ask me for help with their resume, things like that, or just general, just talking, getting to know people. Um, it is a unique environment. It's not a regular office. It's not a regular nine to five job. Um, you just have to be ready to adjust. Uh, just as the coaches, what game scenarios change, players and coaches have to be ready to adjust and my job's kind of the same way. I might have my plan for a day that I'm going to do these five or six different things. Well, if something comes up, I have to be ready if the coaches need something or the players need something. Um, you have to be able to multitask. You have to be able to handle yourself in a professional situation. You have to be able to take criticism, uh, <laughs> not take it personal. Um, it is it is very much a man's world, um, but I'm, I'm very much an open-minded person and take it as it is. I don't take things personal. Um, we have a great family atmosphere in our, as a staff as well as a team. I mean, we joke around with each other. And uh, just I was telling you earlier today how the guys pulled a, pulled a prank on me at our photo day. They decided not to wear shoes in their picture. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're family and we can get yeah. along like that. But, it, I mean, you do have to be careful. You yeah. do have to conduct yourself in a professional setting. And you have to know when to tell these kids um, – you know, how to act in certain situations and to treat people with respect and remove your hat when you come into a come into the building and when you're in meetings and treating treating all people with respect. So yeah. it's a good job. All right. Uh, before I let you go, she's Bobby Joe Bellis with the uh, administration's offices. Uh, we're here with the Robert Morris University football squad, and we're actually sitting inside the stadium right now, Joe Walton Stadium. Before I let you go, I want to talk about Joe Walton, the, the namesake of this stadium. He's the current coach of the team. He started this team. This university did not have a football team prior to 1993. So he uh, started the team. He birthed the team 20 years later. It's the 20th anniversary of the season. The stadium's named after him. This is his final season as coach. He's a legend in American football. He's coached in the NFL. Uh, I'm sure he's coached uh, all over the collegiate ranks, and uh, he's just one heck of a – I have met him earlier. What a character. Uh, let's talk about him real quick. Uh, what do you think of Coach Joe Walton? I think the world of Coach Walton. Uh, when I was a student here, 18- to 22-year-old female working for the football team, I learned a lot from him. Um, I learned a lot about teamwork, character, being prepared, um, that give it – give it whatever it takes to get the job done mentality. Uh, what I learned here as a student, I've carried with me throughout my professional career. Um, having returned to Robert Morris in March of 2011, um, I've learned a lot more since then. And I think young people today, I think maybe some of our freshmen 
before while they're being recruited by us and when they first get here, I don't think they really know who coach is until they get here and they start reading more about the program, being around their teammates, being around our alumni players that come back for picnics and games and reunions. Um, coach is truly an amazing person. He's a great coach. A lot of what you see in the NFL today, some of these plays, Coach was doing that back in the 80s with the New York Jets. Um, a lot of people joke around, oh, he, he runs the same offense, but it works. There's a reason why he's running it, because it works. And if you can learn the system and if you can take criticism, uh, you'll be a great player. Uh, but not only that, he teaches these kids important life lessons. I interact a lot with our alumni players, and they realize when they graduate and come back how much they learned from Coach Walton. Um, he's a great person of character. He's a tell-it-like-it-is guy. He cares about our players. He cares very much about this university. Um, we didn't have football in 1993. He started this program from scratch. He was given a tiny office with a telephone and a phone book and said, build a football program. And he, and he did. And what he's brought to this university is truly amazing. Um, all the new development, the stadium. Coach likes to tell the story. When he got here in 1993, there wasn't a flower on this campus. And I just gave you the tour, and you can yeah. see how beautiful our campus is. And I think football is a reason why this university has grown so much. Um, in 20 years, we've had six Northeast Conference championships. We've had five different players go on to the pros. We've had... Um, 10 academic All-Americans. Our players have had numerous academic and athletic accolades, and um, it's a great history. It's a rich, rich history. We're looking forward um, to having a very successful year in 2013, and at the end of this season, uh, we know we're going to be in good hands when Coach Banizak takes over the program. So it's a great time to be a Robert Morris Colonial, and um, we're looking forward to this year, and we wish Coach all the best. Well, I'm telling you, I, I wish Coach Joe Walton the best, too, as he uh, goes on into, I, I'm assuming, retirement. If not, if he's going to coach somewhere else, <laughs> I, I, it seems like he... It, if you're going to have a movie and you need a coach to play just the quintessential college football coach or, or American football coach, it's this guy. He's got the cigar in his mouth. Uh, you were telling me he doesn't even smoke it. It's just the right. cigar. It's a, it's a trademark. He's got the hair slicked back. He's got the, the gravelly voice and the, and the eyes that can just pierce right through you. Uh, it was an honor to meet him. And uh, if you're a college football or a, an American football fan, uh, Google Joe Walton. You'll be better off having learned who this man is and what he's accomplished in his career. So congratulations, Joe, on your retirement. And Bobby Joe Bellis, uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the program to tell us about uh, the Robert Morris University football program. Bobby Joe, thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. You can catch up with The Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. This is Coach McElwain from Colorado State, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. And I'm your host, Adam Ritz. We thank you again for hanging out with us on The Adam Ritz Show. Today we are coming to you from Boulder, Colorado. We welcome a friend of the show, Lowell Whiteman. Hi, Lowell. How are you? Thanks, Adam. I'm doing great. And you are usually on the telephone. Yes. With uh, your updates, uh, you are the founder of 360 Mindset, and we appreciate and love your updates when you send them to us. And re you report from the field on uh, such topics in the athletic world, um, 
concerning sports psychology, and I'm probably butchering what you do, so <laughs> it'd probably be best for just to let you explain what 360 mindset is and what you do. We focus a lot on the mind-body connection to make sure that athletes have their focus on what their thoughts are before they actually take the action so that when they do perform, they're performing at their highest level, creating strategies and methods to help them do that. Okay. What is uh, some of your recent activity? Well, one of the most recent things that I'm really excited about is breathing techniques, and I've been going out doing pilot studies with uh, basketball coaches to help their team uh, players raise their foul shooting percentage. And interestingly enough, the results are amazing, so that coaches can realize anywhere from two to four points increase to their game scores, which to some games in competitive situations is the difference between a win or a loss. This is like Moneyball. Yeah, pretty much, yes. You're telling me... With breathing exercises, I guess, and yeah. controlling your breathing, your foul shot percentage can go up? Absolutely. And, <laughs> in, yeah, in fact, it's based on a lot of the, th- the thought that comes from very extreme situations where uh, military personnel, when they go into combat, uh, the uh, Green Berets, Special Forces, Navy SEALs, they talk about breathing techniques before they break through that door and start having bullets fly by their, their eyes. They do that so that they bring heart rates and respirations down into a level that maximizes the highest performance. So for me they're not getting bullets shot at him at the foul line but they may think it they are but they had a trauma when they went to the hole and they got knocked down and now they got to overcome that trauma very quickly well they don't think about that so the breathing techniques gets them into thinking about the breathing number one so the psychology is to bring that into play get them not thinking about the things that brought them to the line and then get them into a rhythm and a balance and if when they breathe the way I asked them to they, their, their whole spinal uh, structure settles into their hips. They're more balanced. So I imagine a minute to go in the game, you've played all four quarters, you're very tired, you're the worst foul shooter on the team, and you're the one they want to foul. Yeah. And they do. So you want to optimize your ability to perform, and the breathing technique does that. And I've got the studies we've done to this point have, have indicated that, and I'm really excited about moving forward uh, with that, that uh, pilot study into a grander scheme. Okay, so the research and the studies show that uh, breathing helps, I guess, shooting percentage. My question is, what is the breathing uh, coaching technique you have, or what are you uh, what are you teaching these athletes to do with their breathing? It, the breathing technique is based on um, methods I've looked at from uh, yoga, uh, from um, uh, transcendental meditation work, um, and so it's. Very simply this, you're always breathing through your nose and out through your mouth. The reason doing that is because that's maximizing the amount of O2 into your system. If you breathe just through your mouth, you've got a blend of both carbon dioxide and oxygen. That's not optimal. You want the most optimal situation. When you then are taught with the protocol I give you to use the most lung capacity you can, and most of us, we take breathing for granted because we have to. If you learn how to use more of your lung capacity, that means that you're getting more oxygen to more tissue, and that means that you're stronger longer. You have higher resiliency and more recovery power by using the breathing technique. So I'm not going to go into all the details because I don't want to give it all away, but that's the essence of what's happening. More oxygen to more of your tissue so that you're able to perform at high levels for a longer period of time. So if I'm watching a game and I see the guy go up to the free throw line and he's breathing through his mouth... I can I can call Vegas and make the bet that he's going to miss those free throws. Well, you know, I can't guarantee it, but I can certainly give you a probability that it's a lot more likely that they'll miss if their historical behavior has been inconsistent. They're going to continue to be inconsistent. And I, I might, like you, I might make the bet. <laughs>
Did you notice when you started talking about breathing through the nose that I immediately shut my mouth and started breathing through <laughs> yeah. my nose? Yeah, there's a conscious <laughs> trigger there, isn't there? <laughs> I want to be good at this. I want to be good. Any breathing techniques for me to have a better radio show? Well, I think you're doing a pretty good job the way you are. So I'm not going to try to alter that process. But I know that anybody that's in a, in a place where they're, they're trying to be the best they can be, and I've, I've taken lessons from those wonderful people in our military uh, services that when they, when they have to go to battle and do the right thing at the right time and survive it, they're, they're working on some breathing techniques that put what I'm teaching to basketball players to shame. So, yeah, I'd say breathe better, you'll do better, regardless of what you're doing. Lowell Whiteman is our guest. He's the founder of 360 Mindset. It's a sports psychologist organization. You work with high elite level college and pro athletes on how to make their performance better. And we like, you know what, we like hearing that on this radio show because we're not pro athletes. So we, you know, sports imitates life. And whether you go to work every day in a cubicle, you can take away from this, you know, while you're sitting at work, breathe through your nose. Oh, Maybe exactly. you'll have a more, more productive day. Well, and you'll be more relaxed. And, you know, I think everybody's trying to be more transcendental in their processes, especially in high-stress days that they might have. So if you take a walk at lunchtime, you know, breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, uh, take that big cleansing breath that you might have learned from yoga or Pilates or uh, any, of, any of the classes that help you with that, and, and check me out on 360mindset.com. Absolutely. And what's the Twitter? Uh, at Coach LKW. At Coach LKW. From 360 Mindset, we're in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you for uh, inviting us out here to uh, do the interview. And let's talk about Boulder real quick. I know it from, uh, from a kid. I know it from Mork and Mindy. Um, I'm sure anybody in my generation knows Boulder, Colorado. Mork and Mindy. Uh, how long have you been in the Boulder area? What's your favorite part about the place? Well, the first thing I have to say to that is Shazbot. <laughs> and, if you know what that means, yeah. you're over 40 years <laughs> exactly. old. Exactly. Okay. Um, and it's been about nine years we've been in the Boulder area. And one of the things I like is that there is, you're always on vacation. I mean, you've got the mountains and the foothills and uh, active winter sport person that I am. But more importantly, there's, there's just an attitude and a mindset out here about um, being uh, benevolent and considerate of everyone and uh, smiling faces we came from chicago nothing bad about chicago but it's a little dreary sometimes and people aren't always smiling it's hard to smile in february in yeah, chicago. yeah it is. the ice and the dirty snow it just doesn't go go very well with smiling so out here we found people like yielding to let us actually merge into traffic and waving to us to do so and actually getting irritated when we didn't so that was a very, very big step for us to understand nine years ago how wonderful a place it is out here. Uh, and many things that are very near and dear to my wife and I is the equality that, that people are, are feeling towards women and women's rights out here. There's, there's some activity going on the next few months that I want to make sure everybody's aware of. There's a great organization called Miss representation.org. Uh, uh, the uh, lieutenant governor of California, his wife is the impetus behind that organization. They're doing wonderful things. So as you're going through your daily lives and wondering, what can I do to help people out uh, and, and feel stronger about who they are, uh, check out misrepresentation and see how you can help young women be better at who they are as young women. Oh, well, okay. Tell, I got to ask. Tell us more about it. Misrepresentation.com? Mis yeah, misrepresentation.org. I'm sorry, .org. Yeah, they're not-for-profit, and they work on just sensitizing our communities about the inequalities between uh, what women are trying to strive for. I've got a daughter. You have, Adam, we have two daughters, and I, we both want our 
kids to get the best that they can, and there are obstacles. And unfortunately, uh, for women, men have not had as many obstacles. And what misrepresentation is doing is building the awareness of that so that young women coming out of school into the workforce know about how to work with and around those obstacles so they can be the best they can be, whether it's in politics, uh, a normal five, nine-to-five job, whatever it is, uh, seek out those resources and capabilities to help them be the best they can be, and misrepresentation.org uh, does that. And you work with the lieutenant governor of California's wife on yeah, this project? Yeah, she's the, she's the impetus behind it. She's done a lot of documentaries about it, about the, the glass ceiling that's out there in the corporate world. It still exists, and many women in the corporate world will say it does. Others may say, no, I've had my chance. You've got, we've got many more seats. CEOs that are women. But in politics, the voice of a woman is not as loud as it could be uh, because they haven't been given opportunities. Um, and I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for anybody who's going to bring a better world out sure. of us all. So, Misrepresentation. Miss. Miss rep I'm going to guess it's two S's, it's right? right. M-I-S-S, Miss Representation. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. Well, this is great yeah. stuff. Breathe through your nose. <laughs> exactly. Misrepresentation.org. Uh, it's Lowell Whiteman from 360 Mindset. We can't thank you enough for coming on the show, and we look forward to your reports in the future uh, on the show. A, always a pleasure, Adam. Thanks for having me. And now, a truly inspirational story on The Adam Ritz Show. This is Maria Gomez reporting from Albuquerque, New Mexico, with a story of perseverance. 17-year-old Zach Lannon is a football player at West Mesa High School who has been diagnosed with a rare form of cancer identified as desmoplastic small round cell tumor. Zach faces a 15-20% to 20% survival rate. He has just completed his second round of chemotherapy and continues to be a part of the football team. If Zach cannot play this year, he will take on the role of assistant coach. He has the support of many, including his family, friends, and teammates. Zach recently received a visit from Houston Texans running back Arian Foster. Zach's motto is, you never know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice. Zach says his choices are live or die. He chooses to live and continues to be an inspiration for his teammates and others during his fight against cancer. For more information on how to help Zach Lannon, you can visit westmesamustangs.com and click on the Help Zach Lannon link. This is Maria Gomez reporting for The Adam Ritz Show. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. I'm in Lexington, Kentucky at the University of Kentucky, UK, the Wildcats and the Southeastern Conference. And our special guest from the athletic department is uh, Dustin Lewis. Hello, Dustin. How are you? Pretty good, sir. How are you? It's been a long time. You don't have to call me, sir. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. You know, you're in the South, and it's the manners thing. I mean, ma'am, sir, right? Yeah, Yeah, I I guess it's, you know, good good upbringing. Very good upbringing. (laughs) And Dustin Lewis uh, is with the athletic department at the University of Kentucky. What is your title? Uh, I am the life skills coordinator. For UK athletics, and you work with the student athletes. Work with yeah, work. work with student athletes in all the sports. We do uh, career development. You know, helping them transition from college to the real world. Uh, you know, help them with their resume. Help you know, teach them a thing or two about networking. 
Uh, we also do uh, personal development, which is how I met you to begin with. We bring in speakers to talk to all our teams about real life issues, you know, alcohol awareness, financial literacy, social networking awareness is a new one that we've we've come up with in the last couple of years. Uh, and then all the community service. Anytime you know a hospital or a school wants to to bring an athlete out to their to their uh, to the, to talk to their kids or visit with, visit with their patients, uh, we do what we do a lot of that. And you work uh, specifically with the football team, the work UK with, Wildcats, yes. and what were you were telling me off mic the uh, community service project with backpacks. How does that go? What is that? Yeah, it's a it's a weekly program that our athletic director uh, Mitch Barnhart came up with uh, probably three years ago. Um, what it what it entails is basically a, a different team each week will meet. Uh, uh, at our facility, we have a we have a room where we keep we store food that's dropped off uh, each month by a local food bank uh, called God's Pantry, and uh, each week the the student athletes um, will pack the food into Kroger bags. Uh, we do 150 each week, and then we take them to the same three schools, uh, which are located pretty close to campus. So it's not it's not too much of a hassle for them. And then once they're actually at the schools, they, they the athletes will drop the food off. Um, and then they'll, they'll actually, uh, we, we set up events with the, with the students at the school. So sometimes we'll speak to a class, maybe play with them at recess, uh, just whatever the school's got going on that week. That is fantastic. We uh, appreciate your community service here in the Lexington area and for inspiring all of us to get involved with our communities. Uh, and real quick, before I let you go, here at the University of Kentucky, I mean, the, the basketball team, it's amazing what's happening here. Go in Big Blue Nation. Um, that year, the national championship recently, your best memory from that season? Uh, well, for me personally, um, I actually got to go to the Final Four. It was in New Orleans, and I got to go with my, with my parents. And, you know, we're from Kentucky, and my parents, you know, my dad raised me on Kentucky basketball. So uh, to be able to uh, experience the championship with them, you know, in the Superdome, watching it together, that was, uh, it was pretty special. But I guess uh, – just the memory that you know just from working with the kids it was that the, the entire team I felt like was uh, was really humble um, I think you saw that on the court no, no one really cared about who got got the the most shots mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Davis was our number one the number one overall draft pick in the NBA and I think he took the fourth most shots on the team uh, but it was it was, a, it was a special group special year for us well, I got to bring up the fact that you're about six <laughs> five yeah. and having access to the UK wildcat basketball team do you get to play some pickup games with these guys uh, did you dunk over john wall no no i, I unfortunately i don't i don't have the uh, leaping ability of a john wall or anthony anthony davis but uh, uh it is the one it's the one place that i actually you know feel short you know at times is when when i'm around the basketball team so well thank you so much for joining us dustin lewis from the university of kentucky thank you yes thanks for having me the adam ritz show is recorded live both in studio and across the country for information on this broadcast including how to hear this show on a station in your city visit adamritzshow.com.